So here we are with the first episode of the 2023 season. It's everybody's favorite time of the year. You know, the Long Haul 100. Basically the great gathering of Florida Ultra and Trail. As this podcast, it started this time last year with your race director, Andy. He's back again to start off another year. And he is joined by three-time finisher and third overall at last year's race, Jeff Iosa. So for the chat today, it's all about the Long Haul 100. We've got some history, some tips, some trivia, and the long-awaited race predictions for this year's Long Haul. So hey, let's not have a long intro here, and let's just jump right into it. Six, What's up, Fuller? Oh, you know, just chilling. <laughs> Good deal. Good yeah. deal. Just uh, getting hyped for this long haul 100. I just watched the uh, the long haul video from last year. That so got me excited. I think I want to sign up, Andy. You got a spot? I got a spot for you, Jeff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I have That's to gonna... review my rankings, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit it, Joe. Hit it. <laughs> no, long you just haul, start talking. You start talking. Let's make it interesting. <laughs> round robin ramble. I like it. We started off with, "Hey, I'm Joe Fuller. <laughs> We're doing our long haul prediction podcast." You know, it's funny you say that because I don't think I've actually ever have said my name on this podcast. Yeah, people are still trying to figure out who you are. Yeah. <laughs> do it man yeah i mean the thing with that too is you know because like the podcast it's not about me it's about all the runners it's about the racers the race directors the stories the the experiences and all of that so i think like for me maybe that's one of the big things why i haven't actually said my name on the podcast but going with races you know here we are for the long haul 100 predictions baby the prediction episode some trivia and uh, whatever else we end up talking about here. So I know you guys are volunteering, race directing, but how are you guys feeling? Uh, I'm sore. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> so. For some reason, it just seems like there's so much to do this year. So much to do. I, I'm, I am truly overwhelmed. But fear not. It will all come together. Jeff, when you get there, there will be an aid station. You will have supplies. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how to keep the uh, aid station workers warm overnight on Saturday. Well, we do have some fire pits. We're talking about cold for Florida. We're not talking about cold. That's 30, uh, they say 30-something degrees. Yeah, cold for Florida. It's, oh, that's cold. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, that's just cold in general. <laughs> it's supposed to be cold. No, yeah. You were born in Russia. Remember how cold it was there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. Podcast be good. listeners that don't know, our host, Joseph Fuller, is in fact 
a Russian-born human, he he knows something about the cold. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a sleeper spy like the movie Salt. No, <laughs> not at all. He's not a sleeper spy. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess, you know, before we talk about the course, some predictions and obviously some trivia, you know, Andy, what's it like for you and Amy during race week? Oh, my gosh. I'm sitting around my house and I'm looking at 200 gallons of water. One of the special challenges of Cypress Creek Preserve where we have the race is even though it's a southwest Florida water management area, produce water for the entire area, they will not let us use that water. So we have to import all of our water. So our our, um, entire living room is filled with jugs of water. So, and we will um, come on site with all the water that we need. So that, I mean, just the getting everything there, uh, we have three trailers and an RV and we will use every one of those trailers and the RV to transport everything we need from, you know, belt buckles to race bibs to safety pins. So all of that's got to get from Hernando County, from Wikiwachi to the, to Pasco County. And so that's the thing is constantly, how do we get it all done? We're going to have to make a lot of trips back and forth. So we have to coordinate all that. And that's kind of what um, got us on our toes and keeping us from sound sleep. <laughs> yeah, but John, and also to mention, he had a race last weekend. They were race directing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> we do, um, well, I do with uh, my partner, Jim Hartnett at Tampa Races. We have four races that we do, and one of them is the Kroom Zoom. And the Kroom Zoom is always the first Saturday in January. And Long Haul is always, that's Amy and I at A1 Ultras. Long Haul is always the uh, Saturday of Martin Luther King uh, weekend. And Martin Luther King weekend is always uh, the, uh, yeah, what is it? The, the third Monday. Yeah. So it's one of those, every once in a while, mostly there's a week in between. We'll have the Kroom Zoom on, like, say, the 4th of January and then, Two weeks later, we'll have long haul. But this year and next year, they're bam, bam, back to back. So um, that makes it hard. And the Kroom Zoom has a not a hundred miler anymore, but a hundred k with an eighteen hour uh, time limit. So it's two long weekends in a row, and uh, makes it a little tougher. But after that, you know, after long haul's done, I sleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I know with the Kroom Zoom 100 mile, originally you wanted that to be the Western States qualifier. So I guess to backtrack a little bit, I know you and Amy ended up taking over the Long Haul 100. Right. And obviously then turning it into the Florida's, you know, only Western States qualifier. So I guess quickly, what's the history of the race and how has it transformed over the years? Wow, man. Um, well, Western States used to use, uh, they used to have a lot looser um criteria for qualifying and actually there used to be several races in florida that were qualifiers such as the Kroom fools run um ancient oaks 100 miler Mm. Uh, um let's see what else was there they uh it might have just been the fools run and ancient oaks um but then they had a their first criteria was number of finishers, which left out Ancient Oaks because they're um, bound by 
the park that they can only have 60 runners and you needed to have 100 finishers. So then it was the Crim Fools run. But then the next year they got rid of 50 milers altogether. And so, yes, I did have a dream of bringing the um, Crim Zoom to uh, as a uh, Western States qualifier. Um, but we just never got the numbers uh, for for whatever reason. We we didn't get the numbers. We never had more than than you know like twenty people in the hundred miler. And long haul, when the previous re- uh, race directors were doing it, it was a, a great race. But they had they offered so many different distances. I mean, they had a fifty k, hundred k, hundred furlongs, hundred miles, and so while they had a a decent number of runners they didn't have enough in the hundred miler and um anyway that when we picked when amy and i uh were offered the chance to get the long haul we jumped at it and we got rid of all those other distances except for the hundred miler and then the hundred k and we encourage like people that are pacing or crewing to do the the hunt excuse me the hundred furlongs which is 12 and a half miles a furlong is a is a uh, horse racing distance, and it is 0.125 miles. So uh, the park is used a lot by equestrians, but, so that's why there's a hundred furlong. So we really got rid of all the distances and said we want to bring a, a Western States qualifier, and people jumped at it. People like uh, Jeff Iosa, who's done wonderfully well. <laughs> Jeff, I wish you were running a hundred miler this year because without Harvey there, I mean, you got fighting. You'd have a fighting chance of winning that race. (laughs) Listen, my goal is the uh, it's a thousand belt buckle there, so I'll I'll get get to it. Oh yeah, the the five hundred mile and one thousand mile new belt buckles. We have a guy going for his thousand mile uh, buckle this year, uh, Tommy Grinovich. And when you see this belt buckle, you are going to freak. Oh, it, oh man. Uh, it, I'm not going to say too much, but it is gorgeous. And we're going to unveil it on Saturday morning, um, along with our 500-mile belt buckle, which is also very nice. We're going to unveil that also on um, on race morning. <laughs> we should get somebody to take some pictures and video of, of that because it's going to – people are going to freak out. We're going <laughs> to – we will have people signing up. Just to get those belt buckles. Really cool. Really cool. Who's that? How many are going after the 500? Excellent question. We have, um, I believe, three. Let me see. I think we have we have three that have already earned it. Um, and they'll, they will get theirs um, before the race starts. And then we have four that are going for their 500-mile belt buckle. Um, so let's see. Who those are. All right. So Tommy's going for his uh, 1,000 buckle. He, so he's already earned the 500. Uh, Susan Donnelly from Tennessee, who has completed over 100, 100 milers. She's awesome. Wow. Uh, she's already earned her 500. And Bernadette um, Dubois, she uh, from Winter Springs, Florida, she's already earned her 500. So I those, those are that. And then going for their 500 is uh, hot chocolate. Oh, wait, hang on. Oh, wee. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, go to uh, Tuminia from Odessa. John Raggerts from Euclid, Ohio is going for his 500. 
And then uh, Justin Yonker. I, I thought Justin was on. Yeah, Justin also. So, yeah, those guys are going for it. And when they see the buckle, I guarantee you, there's gonna, nothing's going to keep them from, from finishing. <laughs> <laughs> and out all seven of those buckles. I really do. Well, I'll, make sure, I'll make sure to film it, Andy. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I remember talking to Bernadette. She's ran what, like 700 miles out there? Maybe she has finished five five of the um, races. She, um, but we just got the buckles in this year. I don't know why we didn't have them last year, but but we <laughs> did. Now we do, and um, we the races that that people ran before we took it over they do count. Uh, Bernadette has four finishes with us and one with the previous race directors, as does Susan Donnelly. Uh, Tommy Granovich has. Um, five pre uh a1 ultra finishes and four with us so pretty special pretty cool good deal yeah yeah and then we'll have um if if people that are finishing their fourth come back next year we'll have another you know five or six to hand out next year which is good because we we ordered a, a full case of 500 mile buckles we only ordered the one thousand mile buckles buckle because every you know the closest person's four years away and uh, i don't even want to tell you i'm not even going to tell you how much one buckle costs but since it's a different size and different design it's about the price of 10 belt buckles <laughs> so, so tommy is uh you know all of his entry fees that we've collected are going into that one buckle but it's so worth it when we get to actually give that to him it's going to be so worth it i'm telling you what whatever it takes to get him to that finish line we're going to do all right i mean we have a four-wheel all-terrain vehicle out there and if tommy has to drive that a lap i'll look you up <laughs> <laughs> so i guess before going into predictions and some trivia there were some questions about this cypress creek course okay. you know What's the trickiest part of this course? Jeff, you run it more than I have. Tell what what do you think? Uh well, the most technical is the last spur. Right. Um coming off of that. I remember last year I was just in third and I walked out of there because I knew if I tripped over a uh route, my race was done. It's so I walked as far as I could until I saw fourth place and then I hauled butt. Um, <laughs> To me, I mean, as the race goes on, I think spur number one just becomes just boring and boring and boring. And it, it, <laughs> become, it be, just becomes tough just to get out to that turnaround and back. Hey, uh, honey, we don't need to have Jeff as our marketing guy. <laughs> um, I mean, overall, I mean, it's the race is as hard as you make it. If you go right. out quick, you're going to have, you know, and you're – you know, because it's easy to run. The hardest, you, you know what the hardest part of the race is? Slow, slowing yourself down. Bingo, bingo. I'm so glad to hear you say that because that's my answer. That the hardest part of that race is to, to keep a governor on uh, early on in the race. And I, and I try to stress this, people, but they get out there and it's going to be nice and cool in the morning, even cold. And there's not a hill on the course. So people will start flying and uh, it's the person that can sit back and and have a plan. A guy that's going to be um, running this race. Uh, well, there's a couple people that are really good at this. Uh, Ty Aronson from South Florida. 
he's really good at pacing himself at saying, all right, I'm going to run for say eight minutes and walk to, uh, Michael Gator Ryan, he's also good at that. He he did such a good job pacing me at Daytona. So if you can figure that out, if you can hold back and perhaps reward yourself later, that's what I tell people. Like run slower than you feel like you should at the beginning, and then you can reward yourself by running as fast as you want later. Um, and if you can do that, you can be successful. But many people and even if they hear this podcast, they won't believe it and they'll burn themselves out. And that's what we did live. If you look at me and Luis last year, mm-hmm. Luis was second and I was third. I know. We held back. And yep. I mean, after loop two, we were probably in like 15th. And then we just mm-hmm. the moved up all day long. We we maintained our same pace and everyone else slowed down. Well, except for Harvey. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but and that's what we, and, you know, we held back and. Yep. The general field comes back to you. And I'm not saying you, you know, you don't just, you know, just dawdle, but you have, if you have a plan and you stick to that plan, you have a very good chance for success. But uh, it's the mental game. That's the hardest thing. It's not the course that will, that will beat you at long haul, but the, the mental thing. Yeah, because someone actually have also asked, you know, what's the biggest mistake people or I guess rookies make at the long haul? And that circles back right to your point with the pacing and yeah. exactly with Jeff, like Jeff's, you know, 22 race, him and Luis had like the best sit back mm-hmm. plan ever. I agree. They, yep. they, they could teach a clinic on that. <laughs> um, well, so besides pacing, another thing is some people just don't eat enough. Um, they don't they don't take in enough calories but just picture whatever vehicle vehicle you drive it will not run without fuel and neither will the body at some point if you use all the fuel then your body's just going to stop and and it's not going to be hot but you still need to get that salt in you absolutely absolutely yeah that's one of the big things when i'm talking to people you know about long haul is yeah in the morning it's cold like you don't really want to drink water you don't really want to eat but that is the most important time for you to just drink that water, get that salt, because the temperature switch is going to flip. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people this year, I think we're going to see a lot of people overplay the cold and underplay the heat out there. Because like I said, I mean, the temperature, it's still Florida. The temperature is still going to get hot like because because you're running and that's that's the thing like even though it's 60 you know 60 degrees and it feels great or the high says it's only 58 or 60 it's still going to get hot out there and that's why i like i like working the aid station at the hub because i i basically analyze every single runner coming in (laughs) and trying to you know do my best to get them what they need to get out psa stay on jeff's good side (laughs) (laughs) he's feeding you It's important. Here's what I did. You, Joe, you were asking earlier, all right, what's race week like? This morning, I cooked seven pounds of bacon. Woo! So, and that's all, from, not for me, that's for that's for runners, and I have another couple to go. Um, now, I don't want everybody, I mean, as I'm cooking that bacon, oh my gosh, my house smells so good, I feel like I could eat all of it, but... Um, <laughs> We will have such a variety of foods, and people should definitely take advantage of that. Now, uh, one of the great things about the long haul is the hub, and you can um, bring, if you have special needs, you can bring everything 
and you come to your own area, the things that you brought several times, uh, two, three times every loop. I mean, like I always like, I like a lot of caffeine. So I bring Starbucks double shots and actual instant coffee and all that. And I don't want to have to count on anybody else for that. So when I do the race, I bring all that stuff. And if there's anything special, I encourage the runners to bring that on their own just so they'll know they have it when they want it. But we have a, a good variety that providing at the aid station, such as bacon and quesadillas and mashed potatoes, uh, uh, you know, just, just a whole bunch of stuff. Gummies, good but deal. not really good gummies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the Florida medical gummies. You have to bring that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the other questions was, I, I got this multiple times, was should I wear road shoes or trail shoes? Defer to Jeff on that. Road. I agree. Road. road. I've never, I've worn the Clifton's every single, every single race out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, trail, I would agree to that uh, as well. If you have trail shoes that you love, that's fine, but you don't need any special grips. Um, I, I have run, I've run the race three times. Uh, I run it. Ran it once in trail shoes, the last two times in road shoes, and road shoes worked well. I don't get to run it anymore. I ran it twice with the previous um, race directors, and then I convinced Amy to let me run it a couple of years ago, and I had <laughs> much fun. I loved running that race, but um, my poor wife, <laughs> she had to work so hard <laughs> with, without me there, and I, every time I saw that Jeep going to deliver something, I felt guilty, but I had so much fun. <laughs> All right, Andy, Andy, 2025, you can run it, and me and Joseph will, will take your spot. We'll take two of us to take the cover for you. Uh, that sounds great to me, and if you can sell Amy on it, I promise you that I will, uh, not only will I run it, but I promise I will win my age group. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the last question was, Andy, what's the weather going to be like this year? Well, I think, I think it's going to be perfect for running. Uh, you know, for racetracking, volunteering, not as great, but um, for running, I'm gonna I'm pulling up weather.com right now, so I'm not gonna just be guessing. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the Land O Lakes weather. Land, come on. Oh, lakes, come on. There we go. It's coming. Weekend. All right. People can expect rain while they're setting up their tents on Friday, um, but on Saturday, oh my gosh, absolutely perfect. Are you ready for this? You ready for this? Oh, uh, Saturday, a high of 55, a low of 35, sunny, no rain. So, I mean, perfect running weather. Um, bring tights um, and gloves and a hat for the night because as long as you, your head and hands are warm you'll be warm so bring it uh, a hat like one that covers your ears and gloves and you will i mean it is absolutely perfect running weather uh if you're spectating if you're crewing if you're volunteering you're gonna be cold <laughs> so you know bring a heavy <laughs> coat for that since you won't be running but um anyway absolutely we we could see uh some really good times um as long as we keep people moving. And Jeff, that'll be something that you and I have to do is keep Joe running and keep keep people moving. Tell them to beware of the chair because if you sit too long, you're going to 
we're going to lock it. So we got to keep people going. Weather, perfect for running. Um, those that go into Sunday, um, high of 65 on Sunday. And again, uh, sunny, very little chance of rain, no wind. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so, so running conditions, really, really good. And I'm not even selling because we're sold out. So it's not like <laughs> this is just fact. <laughs> All right. All right, boys, are you uh are you ready for some some trivia here? Some long haul one hundred mile trivia. Yep, I did my studying. We'll do an icebreaker question. What do you, Andy, and you, Jeff, both have in common with the long haul 100? Other than, you know, you both ran it. Ran it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see. Probably haven't both slept with the co-racer. Oh, not, not common there. Um, let's see. Uh, we both worked the uh, hub aid, aid station. I always volunteered. Yeah. or volunteered when when uh, Jen and Leanne were doing it. We both had our camper out at the hub. Yeah, we both had our camper <laughs> at the hub. Um, let's see. Uh, have we both thrown up on the course or just me? No, nope, just you. Okay. <laughs> Just you. All right. So in 2014, Andy, you placed third place in the 100 what? mile. And Not Jeff, third. oh in 2022, yeah? you placed third place. I did. That year, Allie Venti won it overall. Jeez. Jeff, you, you're, this is going to, I'm going to, my, my rep, reputation is going to take a serious hit here. I had the first place male in my sights. And I was running really well, and and he was dragging a leg. But he was running so he was so broken down, and and I thought that he was a guy either from the relay or that was just finishing his fourth lap. It was five twenty mile loops at the time, and um, I thought for sure that he was like finishing his fourth loop, and he was going to drop. So I let him finish in front of me, and then. I find out that that was the first place male. So I was second place male. I would have won the doggone, um, won my gender overall, but, but for being a, I, I didn't have that killer instinct on that day. <laughs> so, wow. So yeah, we both have a third place finish. That's fantastic. <laughs> what year was that? 14, I believe him. Yes, definitely 2014. Cause it was the year before Amy and I got married. <laughs> and she ran, she ran a 17 something on there. Oh, yeah, she did. Allie Venti, yes. I got to get her back to, to run it again. Yeah, and just make sure I'm not running it that year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that actually was one of the trivia questions. Who is the only female to win overall at the Long Haul 100? Yes, yeah, uh-huh. I would that one. But I, I missed out on the, the both in third place. But I'm that's, that's so cool. See, Jeff didn't ever know me when I was capable of stuff like that. No, I didn't. I didn't come on the scene. knows me as an old slow. 17 or 18. I thought your name was still, last name was Kroom. <laughs> well, you know what? Hang in there. It might be. I, I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> so the first question of trivia, who was the first ever winner of the Long Haul 100? No, Gabriel I- 
Hellinger. <laughs> Who was it? It was Gabriel Hem, Hem, Helman, Helminger with 15, 32, 38. That's fast. I did not know the answer to that question. Or our fourth fastest. Yeah, before the uh, A1 Ultras took that that over. And then Amy Palmerio, Palmero Winters. Mm-hmm. She was the female champion with 2359 16. Wow. 2359. That's amazing. In that it's, you know, just under 24. That's amazing. <laughs> just made it under under the 24. <laughs> well, there were seven there were seven finishers that year too. But there's probably another seven in the 100k and another 20 in the 50k and then the 10k and the half marathon. They they I'm telling you if you wanted to run a distance, they, they'd make a race for you. They were very accommodating. So question number two, how many times has Harvey Lewis raced the Long Haul 100? I know this. I think it's four. I am with Jeff. It's four. I, I think it's four. He has two victories. Uh, he has a... Fourth place, and what's the other one, honey? Oh, that's right. That is four, so it's yeah. four. Yeah, two victories, a fourth, and and I think um, a third. Good on Harvey. I, he, he, he promises he's coming back in 2024. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because we ordered him a, a personally engraved 500-mile buckle. <laughs> <laughs> so the third question is, who was the first Floridian to win the Long Haul 100? Well, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess Mike Morton. Mike Morton in 2012. Mm. All right, I got it. That you got it. All right, and I know you'll pro- you may ask this later, but also the course record holder. 1318. Isn't that something? 138. And that was on a harder course than we have now. Yeah, it was 131858. Wow. Yeah, and, and it wouldn't be until Patrick Harbus in 2017 until another Floridian one. Wow. Well, this this year may be the year that we get a, our our next Floridian victory. I think there's I think there's a pretty good chance. We'll be we'll be talking <laughs> about that though when we get to the prediction part. So. Uh, hang on, hang on. On the women's side, you have some uh, Floridians. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um just even last year. Yep. But I'm talking overall. Yeah, yeah, with the overall. Uh, overall. No. But I guess, you know, kind of with that, for overall, how many Floridians have won the Long Haul 100? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying four. Where I'm saying four also. Four would be correct with Mike Morton, Patrick Harbaugh, Allison Venti and Andrew Faretta. All right. Man, I thought you were going to say Matthews, and that was, oh, no. <laughs> so, this other question, it goes back to what you're saying with the multiple distances. Which year did Long Haul 100 have the most distance events? Oh, man. See, this is why I always tell people to listen to Joe's podcast. He does research, man. <laughs> he asks questions that the race director of the race does not have any idea. And I <laughs> have any idea what the answer to this is. I know how many we've had for the last five years. And that is two. We've had two distances <laughs> and that's probably all we're ever going to have is two henceforth. I, 
I only see three on multiple years. Was there was there one that they had more? So there were a few oh. years that it wasn't on ultra sign up, but in 2013 there was a hundred mile, a hundred k, the hundred furlongs, a five person relay, a one mile run, and a kids one hundred meter run. <laughs> awesome! I told you if you wanted to have a race, they'd set it up for you. <laughs> I saw there was a ten person relay one year. <laughs> yeah, they had that as well. That's no joke. That's ten miles. You know, we we dismiss that, but ten miles is a long way to run. I'll never forget my first ten mile run. I mean, <laughs> I was like double digits. That's amazing. I didn't know anything about you crazy people that ran a hundred miles. <laughs> well, that's the best part about crossing the first mile and the hundred mile because boom, double digits, baby. <laughs> you know it. You know it. <laughs> Although it takes to tell you cross the second mile at long haul to do that because we have that one mile. <laughs> that one mile to spread people out. <laughs> <laughs> so the last question is, how many Canadians have won the Long Haul 100? I'm, I'm going with zero. Yeah, I, but I know there, there's like three, are there three or four this year from Canada? Yeah, there are, there's, let's see if I can, there's at least four, yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, we got, uh, let's see, British Columbia, one, and I know we have a bunch, of, some from Ontario. One of the guys is a Grand Slammer. He completed the Grand Slam this year. Is that right? Man. Unlike, unlike someone else I know that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's, we have one from British Columbia. We have two from Ontario, one from Quebec. So that's four Canadians. We have four Canadians this year. But I don't know if we've ever had a Canadian winner. Yeah, had uh, New Hampshire. Keith Keith Lindquist was from New Hampshire. That's close. Right. To yeah. <laughs> so in 2016, Dave Carter won the long haul 118, 46, 17. Mm-hmm. All right. See, I, I knew that Carver had won, but I he also lived in Florida half the year. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I didn't, uh, I knew he, he lived in Canada and in Florida. I didn't know what his official residence was, but. Snowbird won. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, that's a trivia question right there. Has a snowbird <laughs> ever won long haul? He's also the only uh, uh, past winner that's deceased. So rest in peace, Dave. He was, uh, he was a good dude. Um, I don't know. I never met anybody that didn't have good things to say about Dave Carver. So Good questions, Joseph. Good, yes. Very good questions. <laughs> oh, man. Predictions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to start? I mean, they're both interesting as heck races. Uh, let's start with the females, if you don't mind. I mean, if I can throw that out there. Yeah, so let's lead off with the you know the women's side. You know, my thought is that in the women's race, I really think that you know you're going to have a more spread out field. I think the women's race is going to be spread out, maybe by a leg, one leg, two leg. You know, maybe not so much for the top ladies to be you know laps apart, but. I, I, I definitely think it's going to be like a leg or two apart. I really don't think you're going to have much of a pack race going on. And that's compared to the men's field, you know. I think these top female contenders are very good about sticking to their own race and following their own race plan. All right. Um, It's going to be a great race. I have... uh, I'm going to give you 
my top do you mind if i start and just give you my my top three yeah all right here here are my top three uh females and uh Gosh, I always hope I'm wrong because I hope somebody comes in and um, and just uh, storms, you know, has a has a great day. Uh, and I'm going to say that. Oh man, I'm not going to put them in one, two, three order. I'm just going to give you my top three, and then we can, uh, you know, would go on from there. But um, I mean, I'm going to butcher some names. Yep. But the former uh, Lori Mitchner who is now uh, is uh, not Chacal. fairly recently married, uh, Lori Chacal, Chacal. Uh, from, from Massachusetts mm-hmm. in my top three, uh, Brenda Lips from Boca Raton in my top three, and uh, Joanne Fisher from Lake Mary also in my top three. If we go to me, I have all three of those in my top three. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Awesome. <laughs> yep, identical. Wow. Um, I did not know that you would know the uh, Lori Chacal uh, story. What what clued you onto her? Because if you, um, if she, had, right? she what she do? She ran a 1741 at Daytona in 2019. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that right there showed that she knows what she's doing. All right, I I absolutely agree. I mean, she's she's a winner of um, Daytona and of Keys also, and she, um. I don't know how um, Ultra Sign Up comes up with her target times, but her her target <laughs> time is, I mean, uh, like twenty six hours. But I twenty six oh two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, she also has a bad water. She finished bad waters in twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, well, let's, let's, let's hear Joe's before we we go into into more uh, detail on on our top three. So, Joe, who do you have in your top three? Yeah, so I've got I've got Joanne, I've got uh-huh. Nikki Chris Coolio, uh huh, uh-huh. Claire Gadro, and Amy Colombo. Awesome, those are all good runners, without a doubt. Uh, all right, well, I'm gonna say that I, I like like I said earlier, I hope one of uh, one of them jumps in there and surprises me, but um, you know when I. We all three have Joanne in our top three, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, and she's uh, look, uh, she's fast, and she's and she runs smart, and she's tough, and that's a hard combination to be fast, smart, and tough. And she has a heck of a crew and pace. <laughs> <laughs> eh, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that Gomez guy. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> I think I'm the uh, I'm I'm the backup pacer if uh, Luis gets dropped. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we haven't talked about this girl at all, and that's Brenda Lip. Jeff, why do you have her in your top three? Um, because she ran a five hour a five hour flat at Crimson 50k, and I think that's a pretty good time. I think that would have won it for females this year. It would have. Uh, yeah. Iron Horse 100K, she ran 11.27. Yeah. And to me, that that's an impressive um, 100K time right yeah. there. I, I, I agree more. And um, I have I have her in there because um, I, I was uh, working an aid station at the Trident uh, Ridge to Nowhere, and I saw how tough she is. Um, I, I saw her running in that sand, and um, – she was just she's amazing the way she just kept going and um 
I saw that determination in her that that's rare in any runner. And uh, I, if she runs a smart race, I fully expect her to be in the top three. I hope she, you know, well, actually, even hearing this wouldn't affect her. She's going to run her race, and I think she'll do. do yeah, that. which will be interesting because Joe is the same way. Like, Joe won't. Joe won't chase. She'll run her own race. And so, yes. Um, and which, which is great. And so if no one's like chasing or everyone's running their own race, it will be the female side. It's going to be a lot different than the male side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and- yeah. I feel in the female race, you're going to have a lot of people running their own race versus the male race. Well, before a couple of people signed up, I, I was not going to be surprised if, if Joe won the race outright. I mean, she, she's got the speed and, um, she's, she's tough and she's smart. Um, and it still won't shock me if she wins the, the race overall, but, um, I have her very strongly in my, in my top three there. Um, and, uh, I don't know, sad. I don't know enough about Nikki, uh, her Stuello, uh, but I did not think I'd seen her. I don't think she's run a uh a hundred miler but shoot she did uh win the uh jupiter ridge sandspur yeah that's that's pretty amazing right there um and uh nikki popped on for me and on my radar after her green lakes 100k in new york and then i looked back and saw that 908 at the uh at the iron horse and that's a pretty tough course in some areas yeah that's that that's that's good. That's really good. And she, uh, first female in that, but, uh, I don't know. I'd like to see either something that really blows me away or a solid, uh, hundred mile finish. And that's why I think both Jeff, uh, and I have Lori in there because she's proven herself in hundred milers. She's, you know, she's really, she's gone well under 20 hours. Um, you know, and as somebody that's gone under 20 hours, but, uh, with a lot of experience in me and just, just under 20 hours, I know how, you know, how hard that is. And to see somebody just blow it away a few times that, you know, yeah, jumps out at me. And then now you also have Jessica Hardy. Um, <laughs> she, she ran long haul. Was it 2021? Yes. And she I'm ran a twenty two thirty four, which would have put her third place last year. Yeah, and and she's she's um she's run she has a great Badwater finish. Yep, if I'm not yep. mistaken. I think that she was, was fifth. She was fifth at Badwater in twenty twenty one. Seems like that was twenty twenty one. Yeah, and um, a well under forty eight hours. Um, I think she was, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think she was sub 36. Um, uh, I want to say it was 35. I don't have the number in front of me, but I yeah. think it's uh, 35 hours. Yeah, so I would, uh, yeah, it, again, that would not surprise me at all if she uh, s- slips into the top um, top three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think when I, I ran um, uh, Skydive a couple of years ago, um, Jessica was there and she won the female race. I did the 50 miler. Um, and so I know that course is not smooth and easy and she was right at 24 there. Um, and I remember, I remember in 2021 when she did. Yeah. Uh, she did 24 11 at skydive. Yeah. And that was what, uh, you know, two weeks 
after running twenty two thirty at long haul. So that's pretty that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Cause I just tried the two weeks apart thing and <laughs> mine ended up with a twenty seven thirty finish and then a DNF in my in my second one. So I know how tough that is. <laughs> and she has a uh, finish at the Hurt one hundred. That's that's impressive. All right. That is and I now have her in my top three. But not bumping anybody out. <laughs> I'm not bumping anybody out, but I have her in. She's going to tie. Joe, who else did you have on yours? Oh, I had Amy Colombo as well. Oh, and, uh, I... Claire Gadro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Claire was one. Uh, I know someone is uh, nervous about her. I'm not going to say who's nervous about her, but Claire was a name I was given to to watch out for. I guess she has a fast marathon time, and there was something else she did that was impressive. I mean, she's got a sub nineteen at Umstead. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I have in two thousand nineteen, eighteen fifty seven. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, Amy, she doesn't really have like that hundred mile, maybe not an extensive hundred mile. You know, she's got that one, but she's had an awesome climb from from a seventeen twelve at Lake to Ocean to the five forty one fifty k at Dunes, and then she's another one of those Sandspur and Trident runners that you know I think. I think they just really take off once they're off the sand. She's awesome. <laughs> I think she's really going to shine at long haul. We got any locals? Well, I mean, you got, I think, um, who did I see on there that, that was pretty, pretty impressive. I mean, I'm still watching Bobby Joe. I think Bobby yeah. Joe, um, I think she'll be in the top. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. I she'll think be- she, she needs to get it. She, has she finished a hundred yet? I don't think she has. So no, wait, gets, yes, she I has. Once, once she finishes a 100-mile race, she'll, she's going to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, she went um, 101 miles. The Stingers. At, at the Stinger, yeah. Yeah, that was, sure. an, that, wait, yeah. That was a tw- yeah, that was a 24-hour race. So she did. She went sub-24 on her at the Stingers. So she'll be, she'll be fun to watch out there. Well, she's always fun to watch because she just – we can take bets on what color her hair is going to be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I think Amanda Richmond's going to be a name to watch. She got second at the Wildcat 100K. I agree. That's uh, it. Oh, that was, that was, yeah. That's her only. Uh, well, hang on. She might have a. Oh, she has a couple others, I think, on it. But if I'm going to bet one bet, all right, if I had one bet to make on the female race at Long Haul, this is my one bet. Bernadette Dubois will finish the race. <laughs> finishes she starts she finishes no oh, yeah so uh and that's pretty flipping cool so that's my one bet <laughs> so how about this men's race what, uh, what are you guys looking at for the men's race <laughs> all right i started with females so somebody else has to start on men all right so i guess hey let's let's jump into the men's field which you know i think it's a pretty deep field with a lot of dark horses that, that can come into play you know there's a lot of experienced runners in the 100 mile there's some guys brand new to the 100 mile but they're solid in that 50 mile 100k range or tough courses like the trident and sandspur so there's a lot to unpack in the men's side you know but i think but what i think we're definitely going to see in the men's race is that lead pack is probably going to maintain contact for at least the first loop and really no matter what the pace is going to be Every year, it seems like you got three, four, five, six. You know, you have that solid, actually fairly sized big group that that just take off from the start. 
so early on i think it's really going to be a pack race you know i could i could probably see the gapping start to happen you know coming you know coming toward the end of the second loop and then i think around halfway into the third loop you know that's really when you're going to start to see the men kind of start to split and move away from each other you want my top three Oh, Joseph, you go. So I've got four names that I'm watching. I kind of went with the top four that I'm yeah. looking at. All right. So I got Eddie Souza, Eric Kalina, Chris Stengel. Yeah. And um, are you acting like you don't know who he is, like Chris yeah. Stengel? <laughs> well, I'm looking at my little list here, and I realize the ultra sign up. <laughs> you can't really read the the names too well. And then uh, I've also got Cole. There you go. I was gonna say. All right, I'm going in my order of how I how, how I'm picking them. Okay. All right, I got Cole Cole at number one. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Me uh, too. I have him as number one. I got Eddie at number two. Eddie Souza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw you off on this one. Number three, I got Casey Rayberg. Ooh. Out out of Virginia, and four, I got. It's kind of a mixture. It's either Eric Kalina or Chris Stengel. Those are great lists, guys. Those are great lists. Um, and I'm going to give you my four um, also. Um, and I'm going to go uh, number four, Dave Krupski. Ooh. Tie, and he's going to actually tie with Patrick Lloyd for fourth, okay? And then in third, uh, Crit. Oh, geez, I got too many. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like I said, top five: uh, uh, Chris Stangle in third, uh, Cole um, in second, and Eddie Sousa winning. Eddie, Eddie is, and uh, I believe it was 2018, came in second in the race. He just won Daytona, and um, Eddie's like stroke race. He generally either wins um, or um, or crashes. Yeah, going to win. But, man, uh, again, uh, and this is recency bias. Uh, when I was down there with Mikey B, watching people run in the sand, Cole was so amazing in that race. Jeff and Joe, I mean, this guy. He, oh, that's why I got him. You know, but Eddie is a – those two. It's, it's tough between them. Because if you look this year, Eddie ran a 16-18 at, at, at Daytona. Yeah. And Cole in 2021 ran a 1657 at the Keys. I know yeah. you got a different in weather a little yeah. bit that right there. And, uh, and here's the thing: I forgot to put Eric in that Eric Kalina in that list. And that guy is just—he's fast and he's smart and he has—I mean, he's run 77 miles in in 12 hours for goodness sakes. Yeah. I mean, um. So it's gonna. But all right, I—I'm not gonna be a wimp. I'm gonna—I'm gonna pick and I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with the. With Eddie first, Cole second, uh, Chris third, and then Eric and Krupp in fourth. So that's fourth. Um, and and uh, doggone um, Krupski, the uh, long haul's been a, a a bugaboo for him. He's he's so fast and he's done some really tough races, but he's had really rotten luck at um, at long haul. But I think this is his year. I, I hope so. I want to see yeah. what he can. I really want to see what he can do there. Because I, yeah. I think a few years ago he was leading at fifty or something like that. Hey, the year I came in third, he was leading that race by a long shot, and 
made a wrong turn and ended up waist deep in a pond uh, and like 30 degree <laughs> and uh, he called it a day there uh, and uh, so you know he's had some I, I, I just think that uh, you know I think he's only coming for one reason and that's to to run a really good race and run all 101 miles yeah well I, you know the problem is you got you know with Cole, Eddie and Dave they they basically run for broke <laughs> Oh, I know. So they're going to, you know, and I've already heard Cole, Cole's going to try and break some of the runners. And, you know, Eddie, you know, Eddie's not one you can break. And, oh, and, and day, and, and Chris has got the mental strength. Uh, Chris Stangle's got the mental strength. He, he, I mean, he does his run fluent and his coaching. He knows what he's doing. And and I, I think that he's, we'll let the field come back to him. I, I don't Well, think- and I'm hoping Chris will. And I'm, but I'm curious how, cause I know he, he was what he had a, like a kidney stone in, in December. So I don't know how much that took effect of his, his training. Uh, but he, I mean, he feels confident out there. And I think, you know, as long as he doesn't chase and, and he, he just runs his race. That's why, yeah. you know, Casey Rayberg was fifth last year. And yes. I didn't catch him until 70 miles. Wow. So, so he, he, I, and he, I think he ran an 1815, he ran an 1815 last year. So if Casey runs the same race, you know, I didn't pull away too much from him in the last 30 miles. I think he, he knows the course. He's familiar. He knows what he has to do. Um, and, you know, I chased him all last year and until 70 miles. And so I think he's he's one to 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 look at. Awesome. And, and yeah. Eric, I don't know. I don't know Eric. You know, he put up that good, you know, seventy two miles. But a lot happens after seventy two miles. Also. Oh, I agree. And uh, <laughs> uh, winning, but I I I mean, he's he's done some tough races, and he's uh, he's just he runs well. He, his his stride is good. He he runs upright. I I don't see him getting flustered. But you're right. I mean that's why a lot goes into you know have you been successful in other hundred milers. Um, but uh, I think he'll do well. But I I'm always wrong. But I don't <laughs> you know I, I don't have him as my favorite. Um, part, part of why I have, uh, and there are like, I really like Cole. I, he's such a good guy, but, um, Eddie Sousa is just one of my favorite people on the face of the oh, earth. Yeah. If Eddie comes out with a styrofoam <laughs> cooler and it's all set up with every yeah. single one of his drinks in it, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, that's what, that's what colors, you know, my, my, um, giving him the nod is just cause I like him so much. I like his, uh, he's humble. He smiles. He's, uh, yeah. He's for other people. Um, now, uh, now, now the downfall for Cole is I heard he has Scott Hoover pacing in him and Scott got lost in your 12 mile race the other day <laughs> and ran 16 miles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, I, I, I have a whole Scott Hoover bit, but I'm not going to do it now. Other than, uh, <laughs> Hey Scott, for Maybe. Saturday at the long haul, happy 17th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remind him of that because 
he didn't remember. (laughs) Yeah, so Scott signed up to volunteer and spend all these hours. Then he forgot that he's got an anniversary that day. Yeah. (laughs) He'd only had 16 previous ones. (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry. He he pawned off some duties to like three other people. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it does take the other people to do what Scott can do by himself because that dude's got energy. Okay. <laughs> so is Scott not coming out? Oh, he's coming out. Oh. But uh, just uh, not on his anniversary. He's going to run your 14 mile uh, 100 furlongs? No, he's not doing it. At, no. at extra four miles? No, he's not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to. He'll he'll be doing a little pacing, uh, but Jeff and Kelly they they're they're a fun too. So they're they're going to be great. Man, Joe, how are you are you um like hacking into my uh, uh, email and and Facebook Messenger? How do you? Know? <laughs> well, we we've got a group chat. Okay, <laughs> but I really think there's going to be some dark horse runners out there that oh absolutely. I think if they have a good day. They potentially could be in that that top six group. Guys like you know Mac Jackson, yeah, uh, Mark Troke, Patrick Lloyd, and uh, Kalo Axum. Yeah, absolutely. And I got to admit that like uh, the reason I have Mac up there as good a dude as he is is because he just doesn't have the the hundred mile experience. Yeah, but but that certainly um, sometimes that's the best thing you have going for you is that yeah. you have been beaten by the race, so you yep. you know. You look at last year, uh, Chad, Chad Hubshire, he never run a hundred. He went out fast and he still, I mean, I think he finished top 10 on it and that was his first, first hundred. Uh And I tried to tell him what to do and he didn't listen to me and he ran the best race of his life. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Trevor Wilson's coming back out too. Let's not forget about Mike uh, Gator Ryan. I mean, uh, they have his target time at nineteen twenty six, but uh, he's first of all he's he's tough. Um, he's uh, run uh, sub nineteen at Keys, and there's no doubt that that Keys is a harder race than um, than Long Haul is. Um, so he's uh, you know. I, I, he could he could slip in that top five, and I hope he does because uh, he is uh, just uh, you know he's what we all aspire to be. Uh, you know, even yeah. he, he is the Florida man. He might be born he, a cheesehead, but he is a Florida man. Well said, well spoken, well put. That's right. <laughs> he you is, also got salt life personified. Yeah. <laughs> And then I'll throw in Jeff Jeff Ro- Rothorn from huh. from Canada. He was the grand. He I ran several. I ran four races with him last year at Old Dominion. He came in about twenty minutes ahead of me. He ran Vermont, Leadville, Wasatch. He ran all the same races I ran last year. Finished what? most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Finished all of them on that. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what he can do on a, on a flat course. And I think there's another Canadian named Ken or Kenneth or something like that. I think I saw that he went like 13, just under 14 at Canyons, hundred K and just under 13 at Sulphur Springs, hundred K. Well, we're just going to have to wait and see guys. Wait. And we're, we're forgetting one other person on here, Joseph Fuller. Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say that. Yeah. Man, he was, he was one of my, Joe, you were one of my picks a couple years ago. On it. And so you went, you ran a heck of a race, and then you had to bow out because you didn't want to get in trouble. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, because I, I made it to like 78 or 82 or something like that. And then my posterior tendon just kept getting inflamed and inflamed and inflamed, brought me down to a walk. And, you know, for the next two weeks, we had army stuff to do in the field. And I just, I couldn't risk being actually injured in the field. <laughs> Which that was my best year. That is the best I've ever ran at long haul. Because I think I was right on pace to go like seventeen forty. Yeah, you're in the you're in the top right there. You were you were running really well on that. So, so I'll take take a DNF on my best year and I'll take a thirty one finish my worst year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Let's not forget about the furlongs. I got Katie Rosar winning overall. <laughs> Is Katie in the furlongs? She is in the furlongs. Yeah. And I, her, uh, I got her winning. And and I don't know, though, uh, Katrina Pelican is going to give her a run for the money because no. Katrina doesn't like to – she doesn't like people beating her. And uh, she's running really fast these days. So that's going to well, be – Well, you yeah. know, I think, I think Katrina has some pacing duties, so she might have to hold – well, I think actually Katie has some pacing. I think they all have pacing duties on there. Yeah, Team Special K. <laughs> I think about. It, I know Katie's pacing the same person I'm pacing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're pacing Omar. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think Katrina might be pacing um, Joe. Yeah, I think she said she was pacing Joe. Yep. yep. But uh, I think that she can, you know, run a two-hour furlong and and still pace joe yeah um, she's probably won't do that till the dark and the furlongs at 10 a.m although she might and i won't say because but she might just run the furlongs with katie cook um and and i mean katie cook is fast also is so. she uh is she pacing too i i think so yeah yeah i saw them both at the uh the sand ridge yeah i'm sure you did Yes. <laughs> How'd you tell them apart? <laughs> yeah. They dress alike a lot when they, that's why I say that. And they're both pretty fast. So <laughs> the fast blondes. Yes. Yeah. And you can stop by the <laughs> hub aid station in the middle of the night. You'll see your last year female winner out there. Uh huh. Absolutely. Katie Rosar. Yep. Katie Rosar. She's another favorite. Oh, so another part of the predictions is who do you think is going to be the most consistent? I'm talking from start to finish, pace all the way through, male and female. Well, I already told you Bernadette is my most consistent. Um, so uh, also um, in the female, uh, consistency um, is Nikki Martell. She's, uh, she's really – she's going to finish. I know she's going to finish. And the course is tailor-made for her. She's going to run a really good race, I feel. So those are my two female most consistent. And I can jump right into males also. Sean yeah. Collins um, and uh, Mark uh, Palomar. Those are my two most consistent on the male. Uh, Mark, has, uh, he's got three finishes out there. Um, and uh, I just I see him doing you know, uh, two hour and, and 20 minute laps. I see him doing 10 of those 10, two hour and 20 minute laps. Mm. Um, I like Mark, I like Mark. I just hope his son never gets into ultras. 
<laughs> that guy is fast. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. And Sean, Sean just Sean, Sean's consistent. Pretty much every race he runs, he looks the same. At the Who's beginning, that, Sean, Sean, Sean Collins, Sean Collins, yeah, yeah. He he looks the same at the at the end as he did at the beginning. He's uh, so those are those are my two picks for that. Yeah, I ran a lot of miles with him at Colt Forty Five. Yeah. So I kind of have five people in both categories who I think are going to run the most consistent race. Well, don't hold back, man. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess on the lady side, I think I think Tammy, Tammy Massel, I think she's going to run the most consistent pace-wise race. All right. And then I think uh, obviously Bernadette and then Nora Aladina. Oh, yeah. Nora, Nora's very consistent. Good choice. And then Jody Weiss. All right. And then uh, from Ohio, I've got Connie Kalita. I think she's she typically runs a very consistent hundred miler. It feel it looks like no matter what the terrain is. And then on the guys' side, two of the guys I'm going to go with Dan Miller and Jim Miller. All right. You know wow. I think just that aged and wisdom. You know just first off, Dan's just like steady Dan. It doesn't. I feel like it doesn't matter what the course is. His his pace is like always the same. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, I think that's a, a, a good choice. And, uh, Jim Miller, I'll tell you what, he certainly will have as much course knowledge as anyone, uh, cause he's not shy about asking questions and, uh, you know, uh, getting all the information he needs to, to, um, to finish a race. So that's probably a good choice too. Uh, and he's ran over 200 marathons. That's a lot of marathons. <laughs> Jeez. So the other three guys, I've got Bruce Warner. Bruce, good choice. Yeah. Love Bruce. Bill Zolis. Slow twin. <laughs> That's what he goes by. He, I, <laughs> is, uh, he's not slow by any means. But they, no, we were running on the Courtney Campbell the other day. I went by and said hi to him in the early morning. And next, next thing I know, he's pacing with us. And we're running seven, seventh flat. I'm like, hey. I'm like, All right. Way to go, Bill. <laughs> he was moving. <laughs> and then uh, Chris Stengel, I think. What, having yeah, watched I, him at the TikTok, I think he's going to run yeah. the most consistently all the way through. Yeah, yeah I think I would. Have, I think I'd have uh, Chris on my list. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Maybe and Chris, 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 we're telling you this. I uh, know. We're, we're pointing you. We're saying this so that you do it. <laughs> Don't chase. We want you to run your race and do well. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Chris. If he, I hope he doesn't listen to this because there's some pretty big expectations that three of us have for him. <laughs> I think I think he's the my, the runner I wanted, my most excited runner to see. I want to see. What yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Also, that's pretty right, cool. that right there. So pace yourself, Chris. Pace yourself. Chris. <laughs> Uh, I think on my side, uh, for the females, I'm I'm gonna put Joe on there. I've you know I've seen her run many yeah. races, and she runs really consistent. She's she, you know, <laughs> you look from uh, Pinellas Trail to um, you know uh, some of the other races she runs. She, it's just very. I, I think Dirty Bear Run down in St. Pete was she did a great race where she was in second place all day, but. She maintained what she had to do, and she just consistent laps, consistent over six hours, and and she ended up finishing first on it. So, I was impressed with that. Um, and I think I think Bobby Joe is going to do good run, run consistent. I think she yeah. all you look at what all her training she did this yeah, summer. Has trained. I agree. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think she put up some ridiculous amount of miles this year one of i can't remember what it was but it was 
it was way above what I did. I think it was three or 4,000 miles uh, of yeah. training miles. And so, so pretty, pr- pretty impressed with that. Yeah. Um, male side, I got Chris on there. Um, someone else that runs very consistent, uh, Tommy Granovich. Yeah. 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 Great choices. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to put Justin Yonkers. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Look. This is the guy that finished Tahoe 200. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he knows how to keep going. And, uh, yeah, he yeah. doesn't outside of his comfort zone. Yeah. And if I, you know, Jacob Co- uh, Cosart is another one. Uh, he's consistent, and I, I, you know, but uh, I only offered two names. But if I, he'd be another one that I would put in that mix. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Omar Guerrero will run consistent <laughs> yeah. on the loop that I'm pacing him. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him run. I really am. Yeah, yeah. We uh, And then because he's going uh, – we're going out to Black Canyon in February. So he's doing what I do – what I did before, long-haul Black Canyon. So he's, he's doing almost the back-to-back on that. I forgot to mention my overall – Dark horse winner, Richard Gallegos. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. He's going to win, but I mean, he won't come in first place, but he's going to be the overall winner. He is, uh, uh, he's a special kind of guy. I'm so glad he's coming out, uh, to the race. If you guys get a chance to talk to him, uh, Joe, he's somebody who's one day, one of these days, you got to have him on your podcast now. Yeah, yeah. I ran a bunch of miles with him the year that, uh, you know, I DNF that 50K because I was fat and out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't mean you keep can't keep going, and that's what <laughs> you know, he doesn't let the world tell him what a finisher looks like. He does it. So, boy. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Good. And, and, Andy, you have a good lineup for uh, for working that aid station on that. For, for the hub, eight, working all your aid stations. So it's going to be a good time out there. It is going to be a good time. we got Lynn Dameron doing her fifth in a row, working the, the hub. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's pretty great. Um, and, oh, here's one more, Joe. How about the oldest finisher? Ooh, male and female, oldest finisher. Uh, how, I mean, old are, how old are the Millers? Well, let's see. Dan is 75. I don't know how. how old. plus on here. <laughs> Dan's 75. Um, I think Izzo, Jim's 70. 70 plus. Yeah, he's 73, I think, Izzo. And they have him as, as a 24-hour runner, his uh, projected time. Now, I run a lot with Jim, uh, with, with John Izzo. And I, he won't be 24 hours, but he'll finish. And let's see. Uh, Hugo? Uh, I'm looking. Oh, uh, Jim Miller is only, he's very young. He's only 70 years old. So, <laughs> so oldest finisher, I believe Dan Miller. Will, I'll go with Dan Miller. Yeah, he's going to, but I think that winning the 70 uh, mile, 70 plus age bracket is going to be John Izzo mm-hmm. uh, at 73. Um, he'll run, I, I'm going to say he'll run 26 hours. Um, and then female. <laughs> Are um, let's see. Do you have any seventy plus? No, but I have. I, I think have, uh, I think Maryland's 
69. 69. Yeah, we have. Uh, gosh, we have a ton of people in the um, in the sixty plus. We've got uh, Maria Frosch, uh, who is very steady and um, runs a lot of races. Marilyn Pam Dixon. Sharon Jans is Marilyn's sister, by the way, and she is in her 60s. Marilyn at 69, I think she'll be the oldest finisher. She finished last year um, and did, and she, I mean, she, and she's also recently finished uh, Ancient Oaks. So she's, uh, she knows what she's doing. She finished with 45 minutes to spare last year. She did 31.15. So I, um, I do believe she'll finish and man check this out ancient oaks is a uh, is 32 hours uh she did that in 31 27 so that's pretty cool um i did not realize it, this is terrible but uh it's not terrible but uh, i just did not uh did not realize that nora uh aladina was in her 60s um so i look for for probably Nora to win the 60 plus age group. Uh, Nora was in, Oh gosh, I want to say, <laughs> I guess it figures. Cause I think it was 2006. She was Florida's, uh, uh, USATF ultra runner of the year. Um, and I was able to present her with that trophy. I felt very good about that. She's wonderful. Uh, Bernadette will finish, uh, from Panama city. Sue Catrill. She finished, I think it was the year before last she she ran the race and finished Elaine Anthony and then Pam Dickens, who I went to high school with, guys. Oh, uh, Pam. Yeah, Pam is running her first hundred in years. She has I don't know if it's on here. I, I know she's got a Vermont one hundred finish. I don't know if Ultra Sign Up as it's listed because it was back in nineteen ninety nine. She ran oh she ran Vermont in nineteen ninety six. 1999 so um she has two 100 mile finishes but none this century this will be her first 100 mile finish this century wow so um but she is uh, a better human being there is not on the face of the earth and not just because we went to high school together but <laughs> she uh she saves the puppies and anybody that saves the puppies is is okay in my book she's uh, mm -hmm. she's just a great human being here's something i see andy i love who you gave bib number one to well awesome <laughs> i gotta see because uh let's see here oh yeah you don't know i'm gonna know no i don't know oh yeah um no tommy, tommy granovich absolutely and that was planned yes nice Nice. Yeah. We did that at PTC is the people with the most finishes get bib number one. So like Barbara, Barbara get Barbara gets bib number one every year. And so it's pretty, pretty neat on that. I think that's, he, he definitely deserves it. Yes, he does. <laughs> he is right there. Bib number one. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be rooting for Harry Gregg with bib, bib number 69. Well, you is, know why, you know, why. is Harry in there? You know why Harry's got bid number 69? Because he is 69. <laughs> That's right. Old, yes. So uh, I didn't know Harry was running. Yeah, Harry's and Harry's running very well these days. Um, I would uh, I want to see him. Uh, he, he finished last year, but last year he finished in pain. This year, 
<clears throat> I think he'll finish um, not in pain, doing, you know, running upright and, and running well. He's uh, he's had some, at Colt 45. He looked fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's only 45 miles. And that's the only time I'll use only for 45 miles. If I'm comparing. <laughs> A hundred, because <laughs> if you can run forty-five miles, you can do more than almost everybody on the face of the earth. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, you guys know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Five miles is a long way to go. Yeah, that is Harry really sixty-nine years old? He is. He's sixty-nine, and um, you just wouldn't know it. Uh, he's got a young spirit, and yeah. Uh, yeah. well, that's why I didn't know any of the ladies. I swear to God, they were all forty-eight. <laughs> uh, you know you got uh you got colleen so you don't though i don't need to have a whole bunch of ladies around for you so. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna make the most friends out there oh lucian patrick benet patrick, he's not patrick even running today. he's not running but he's uh he'll have his rv out there so everybody's gonna want to know patrick because yeah he doesn't have just the uh the pull behind he's got the full Motor, yeah. you know. I'm my, daughter, I'm sending my daughter over there during pacing duties so she can stay Look, warm. He'll be pacing people, and then it's and then as far as a runner making the most friends, hot chocolate, hot chocolate. Who we kid? Ooh wee! And then on the uh, fe female side, you have Cassidy Jacobs. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for that. He uh, makes more friends than anyone else at a race. Yeah. <laughs> Make a lot of friends too. So, yeah. Good deal. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. <laughs> you guys know more about my race than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, come to the start of the race. Big announcements at the start of the race on Saturday. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but big announcements. At the start of the race on Saturday, the unveiling of two brand new belt buckles that no one has received yet. So, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Good deal. Good. Yeah, deal. and I guess we could we could wrap it up with the classic. You know, if you had four bits, four bits of of tips for either rookies or or veterans, what are those four tips? Walk early. Take salt. Dress warm overnight, and oh man, I got one more. Use your aid stations. And I guess my four would be, you know, don't go out like a savage in the first, the first loop. Obviously, that's that's king there. And then I guess I don't know if that's an extra one or not, but part of that also is just don't waste so much time at the aid stations because yeah, you can eat while you're walking down that paved section on the going out to the second leg. Just eat mm -hmm. eat on the go. Hit hit the trail, go start run, running, start running again, and then, boom, you're you're already back at the hub. Yep, yep. Number so, two would be hydrate early and often. Number three, eat early and often. And number four, the grass is wet in the morning on the first leg. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't like getting their feet wet, take care of your feet for the morning because that's going to play a factor later on in the race. I like it. All right. My four tips. Um, yeah. Start conservatively. Uh, you can't win the race in the first 20 miles, but you can lose it. So um, start conservatively. Um, eat 
um, minimize the time at aid stations, but make sure that you know what you want when you go in and fulfill that list when you go in. So think about what it is that you need and get what you need, but don't spend all day. Do not hit every aid station. Don't do it. Um, and um, my fourth bit is however you're feeling, that's not what life is. That's just what you're feeling that moment. Uh, it will always get better. So um, there you go. That's four. That's that's some good advice right there. <laughs> <laughs> And number five, and I think we all agree on this, thank your volunteers. <laughs> volunteers. Because, man, that's what they are, volunteers. I don't pay anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> they're donating their time, and they're, they're, they're the best people in the world. So Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. And there we have it. There we have it. Gosh, I hope somebody listens to this. There's such, <laughs> such good advice that I feel like I could finish the race. And I just turned a hundred. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be getting ugly looks at the aid station. You said I was going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you put a lot of pressure on me. Osa. <laughs> no, there's going to be a lot of surprises. A lot of surprises. Every year, there's a lot of surprises on who's just going to sneak up there like Jeff and Luis. Absolutely. Yep, that's the game plan. Be so. the start of the race. Big announcements, big presentations. All right. We'll see you uh, Friday afternoon. All right. Thanks for having us, Joe. Yeah. All right, I'm going. I'm going to see ya. Gonna go cook some more bacon. <laughs> All right, see ya. Yeah. And there we have it for episode 80 of the Florida Trail Runners Podcast. And I tell you, honestly, it's really 81. If you're including the special bonus episode, the author episode I had early in 2022. So in the 22 season, so here, here's some stats and, and, and whatnot. So in 2022, there were 80 episodes, 26 one-on-one -on -one chats, one special author episode, and 53 stories from formats. And we covered 34th or 35, something like that, local Florida races and 22 races where Floridians raced out of state. And with all those episodes and all those chats, we've had 185 guests on the podcast. You know, that includes some repeats in there, but it was 121 men and 64 women. And then viewership wise, so for 2022, there was 24,485 total episode plays with an average episode consumption of 79%. And honestly, and I think that's pretty cool. And honestly, it, it's really just an honor to even do the podcast. You know, I had thought about it for maybe five or so years and, you know, I never really had the courage to, you know, to do it. But, you know... It's wild to me that so many people tune in time and time again. So, so yeah, you know, it's really just an honor. You know, I love it. Love all the stories. Love all the chats. And, uh, hey, you know, with that, I will see you at the long haul.
Happy trails.